Welcome back to another episode of Weekend Wagers. It's week nine. We're hitting that halfway point already on the NFL regular season. It's crazy, man. Time is flying. That voice you heard is Mr. Brendan Deeg. How are you, brother? I'm doing well. I got a massage today on Company Dime, which was good. Those benefits uh, come in handy. Mr. Napier gave me a massage today in, a, in good old Pickering, Ontario. So Hit the spot. Hit the spot. Can't lie. Limber. Napier was good with those hands. I'm very ticklish, and it's very weird. <laughs> <laughs> Giggling half the time. like I'm like an absolute oh child in the massage room, but uh, felt good. I did Cairo last week. I actually prefer the massage over the Cairo. The Cairo's like, I'm way too big to crack my back. Like, this skinny guy's trying to, like, crack my back. I need, like, a 300. I need, like, mountain from the mountain from a like, Game of Thrones to crack me. Um, but massage at the spot. Like you said, week nine in the NFL. Yeah, and this crazy. week. This week we had some breaking news. Uh, we had a firing. We had the trade deadline. So before we get into picks, we're just going to talk about the latest news quickly. Then we'll we'll hit the week nine card. But you want to talk about trade deadline? First? Yeah, I want I, the trade deadline. I um, I want to just bring up quickly here. Not like as exciting as we thought it was going to be. Maybe before the year, we kind of went. I think we talked about like week one. We were like, this could be a very interesting trade deadline. I think it was around the week one mark. Something like that. Washington ended up stealing the show. Like they, they deal yeah. two, they do two of the edge rushers. I want to talk about one first, and that is Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers. Chase Young to the 49ers is a home run, in my opinion, for the San Francisco 49ers. Like you get a guy that has 38 pressures on the year. 38. Uh you drop him beside Nick Bosa. I don't know if you watch much of the Bengals game last week, but the biggest problem, in my opinion, with the 49ers was they couldn't get any pressure outside of Nick Bosa. Nick Bosa. Drake Jackson was getting tossed around. He had a really rough day. So now you take like a, a weakness on the 49ers, you drop in a guy, like I said, with 38 pressures. He's playing really well. He's young. And you only gave up a third round uh, comp, comp pick for him. The comp, mm-hmm. I tried to say compensatory there. It didn't <laughs> work out. A third round compensatory pick. Do you know where they got that third round compensatory pick from? Do not. D'Amico Ryan's being a head coach of the Houston Texans. Wow. So you flip a head coach draft pick, basically, for Chase Young. And to put this in perspective, how much of a steal this was, the Eagles traded for Robert Quinn last year for a fourth-round pick. Robert Quinn had 14 pressures heading into that when he was traded at that time. So did he you even get 30, a pressure on yeah, the Eagles? Yeah, he didn't get pressure at all on the Eagles. <laughs> but, like, 38 pressures by week eight, 14 for Robert Quinn. Like, just... Yeah. It doesn't add the up math here. Isn't the math isn't nothing exactly. So I think if you're a 49ers fan, you got to be pumped about this. That was a, I thought a really good trade. Commander side of things, like I don't really get it for a third. I was shocked they traded both Sweat and Young. Mm-hmm. Like why? Why were you getting rid of both your edge rushers? That's got to just deflate that locker room. We'll get into. I think let's get into the mental aspect of that when we break that game down. How yeah. does that team emotionally play now that you traded your two edge rushers? You're basically punting on the season. But any other trades around the league that kind of... Are you worried that Monta Sweat doesn't have a contract yet? I wasn't expecting it, like, within a week. Like, I don't know. Really? I, 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 if you're... I think it's a fine move if he signs a deal. If right. he doesn't sign a deal, it's a disaster. And there's Always no deal yet. Like, that, that's... If I'm not I was, sweating. I'm if, not sweating. You're not Monta sweating it out yet. Yeah. If I was a Bears fan, like, I'd be like, oh, trade happened, cool. There's a big missing part to this. 
And that missing part's still there. Did you listen to his press conference yesterday? I listened to the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, he said they. It sounds like they haven't really talked. They're yeah, like, really. Yeah, he, good guy. Actually, I like oh, Montez yeah. Sweat. I listened to that whole press conference. I was kind of bored at work yesterday. I'm like, the, let's see what Montez Sweat has to say. And he's a nice be, guy. Maybe I'd be a little stressed out if the Bears didn't have the most cap room in the NFL. Like, they're not getting outbid next year for this. Maybe Ryan Poles is looking at that as whatever his number is, they can reach it. And I'm not saying you should go into it with planning to overpay players, but. The fact of the matter is the Bears right now have the most cap room. He's not getting out. He, if he walks out that door while they have the most cap room, then this is the biggest disaster of a trade of all time. I <laughs> yeah, don't like, think that's going to happen. I, but it could. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, my boy, yeah, like, it's but, still not there. Okay, if I'm Montez Sweat, if I'm Montez Sweat's people, if I'm the agent, whoever runs his, his shindig, um, I'm going, Rashawn Garrett just signed a four-year, $96 million contract. I want that. Would you yeah. give Wantus what four years ninety six million? You have to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but like that's the point. Like you quartered yourself into this. Yeah. It just it seems risky, Warnsy. If you have watched the Chicago Bears this game this year, and I know you have, they're the most pathetic pass rush of all time. <laughs> like Yannick Nagakwe is Useless. mailing it in. Useless. They, Justin Herbert was a statue last game. Just anybody who can get pressure on the quarterback right now is going to be a king in Chicago. So he he will earn that contract if he gets pressure because it's what this team is But like absolutely. why why not wait for free agency to try to do this? Like why not try to sign him to a deal when he hits free agency? Yeah. I don't know. Like I can buy just, that angle. You know I can what buy I mean? that like, angle. There's a, I get wanting the player in the building. I do. But the risk of him leaving the building is still there. And I'm not. He like, also potentially worsens the Bears' draft pick this year if he plays well and makes his yeah, defense ex better. Exactly. There's there's yeah. a very the double edged sword here. It is, but I was happy with it. I'm still happy. You, with you it. finally got a playable defensive yeah, end. He literally. And like I it said, great Marcus, guy. It also allows Marcus Walker to slide into the inside where he's better. So I think overall it just does a lot. The other big piece of news we had this week in the NFL, we had our first firing. We did. Congratulations to anyone who had a Josh McDaniels ticket, first fired coach. I know that sometimes people yeah. sprinkle on that one. I did I did not have that one in the cards. And looking back on it, maybe we should have because mm -hmm. it was an epic disaster from pretty much the moment he got there in Las Vegas. And what's your take on Josh McDaniels finally out? Well, first off, happy for Raiders fans. Like, congratulations. Mm -hmm. It's probably been a hell of a... Has been the like the most fun uh, tenure with Josh McDaniels. Um, his winning percentage with the Raiders finishes at 360, which is actually worse than his time with Denver at 393. He went on a six-game winning streak in Denver. Um, or five-game winning streak in Denver to, to start. start yeah, year. he went five and zero with Kyle Orton, six six and zero or five and zero with Kyle Orton. I can't remember exactly. Yeah. What a players, wild! Kyle Orton and McDaniel's went five and zero. No, but his players came out on a podcast. One of the defensive guys and uh, admitted that. McDaniels was cheating. Yeah, they got caught cheating. Yeah, I, rem I remember yeah. that whole saga. So that's how they went five. Yeah, and then <laughs> it wasn't Kyle Orton. Yeah, and then <laughs> since then, Josh McDaniels is seven to twenty-four. Yeah, it's bad. He's a bad coach. He's arguably the worst head football coach of the last head football no, coach. Urban Meyer. But like, this is a longer, bigger sample size. Urban Meyer lasted how long did Urban Meyer last? Ten games or yeah, whatever true. it was. McDaniel's has a two stints of winning percentages under three ninety-five. That yeah. is. Wild, especially bad. in like a, in today's NFL, the last like 12, 13 years where it's very competitive. It's hard to be bad for a long time to have two stints like that. Mm -hmm. um, and it's his doing like the biggest problem with the, the McDaniels, like how it all went down, like why he's fired is because he was part of the decision to say, look, let's move on from Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not good enough, which 
fine with it. If you want to move on from Derek Carr and you think you can do better, that's great. But you got Jimmy Garoppolo to replace him. Mm-hmm. And Jimmy Garoppolo's been awful. Yeah. So, like that that's it. You could not figure out the quarterback position. You went ahead of yourself to try to fix quarterback position. And what the hell kind of plan is that? Um, like to replace yeah. him with Jimmy G. They probably, and I'm guessing in the building, like if you talk to someone with true and gave them true serum in that building, they probably said, We are going to get a quarterback in the 2023 NFL draft. There were reports that they tried to trade up for the number three pick with Arizona. Um to get Anthony Richardson or, or Will Levis, whoever they liked, that didn't pan out. The Houston Texans ended up jumping them and getting them. So, like, there was a – it's hard to kind of rely on, like, draft day trades or a quarterback like Jimmy Garoppolo to play like he did outside of San Francisco or play like he did in San Francisco outside of San Francisco, which was oh. never going to happen. So, like, there was just a yeah. bunch of, like, decisions that the uh, McDaniels and the staff made, and the biggest one was the quarterback, and that's why it failed. I also don't think he's probably the nicest guy. Did you see? Oh. Uh, did you see that video of Devontae Adams today? They have the basketball net in the locker room, and they're all smiling, happy, shooting hoops. Like it looked like a locker room where it's like, oh, he's gone. Like he's yeah. gone. He's gone. Thank God. Well, yeah. There, I I remember hearing Tony Scheffler was on a barstool podcast, and he he was just ripping McDaniel's apart from his time in Denver, and he said he he had never seen a coach in his life. Apparently, McDaniel's would schedule like a a meeting, or you got to be at the bus. At this time, and McDaniel's would just routinely be like fifteen to thirty minutes late, just showing up for schedule. Like, and you, if your head coach is late, like, and that pisses people off. Like, doesn't matter if you're coach player dynamic or even just working with somebody yeah, at the office. Like, being late is just pisses people off. And he's, I don't know. I think he got what he deserved. He's not hundred percent. He did. Yeah. Um, another interesting aspect of this is just the money because the Raiders oh, actually the Raiders still actually, paying Gruden. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to go with this. The Raiders aren't the most. Uh, what people I know a lot of people think Mark Davis is like the richest guy. He's actually one of the the, the what's less the, rich, the poorest <laughs> owners. Yeah, I don't even know how to describe this. I think he's in like the bottom seven or five, like cheapest, not cheapest owners, but you know, less you know rich. What whatever mean, yeah. we're talking, doesn't have the money that the other thirty-one have. Um, they are now paying between forty and eighty million dollars combined for Gruden and McDaniel's to, to, not, to not coach over the next. Seven and what about years. the GM? Are they paying the GM? Yeah, Dave too? Ziegler. I don't know how long Dave Ziegler was there. It's hard for. to find GM contracts. Yeah. So but I'm G- sure he's getting paid. On I the think side too. GM contracts are publicly available, and head coaches are not. So that's why it's hard to. That's why I have the forty to eighty million dollar mark because yeah. John Gruden's contract did come public, and that wasn't supposed to. Remember, he signed a ten year, hundred million dollar. That was that usually doesn't happen. Um, but I don't know. Yeah, exactly usually, what also, you don't give con- a ten-year contract <laughs> exactly. for a hundred million dollars to a coach coming out of the booth. That's Just crazy. An absolute wild Raiders run the last like four yeah. years. You have John Gruden come in and get the big contract. The email situation. He gets fired. Bring in Josh McDaniels. Now he's fired. They've been a dump. And if you're a Raiders fan, hey, it's a little uh, a little brightness. I guess you can look forward to. I'm um, speaking of fumbling the bag, Warrens. Yeah, I wanted to bring this up to you. I think you absolutely. Fumbled the bag by not getting Creed and Finger Eleven tickets this week. Oh, man, I'm not going to weekday concerts Why? anymore. Because last time I did some 41, the Friday at work was not worth it. Yeah, but can't sure. you book the Wednesday off? It's a Tuesday. You can't book the Wednesday off. I don't know. I can't guarantee it. There is like a group of eight of us going. Tickets were thirty dollars. I have a feeling with arms like, wide open. I have a feeling they'll be forty bucks in two. What? No, right, it's I, like it's in a, it's, it's, it's in next July. summer. It's July yeah. 30. But I want you there. Like I've never said yes to a concert invitation faster than I did that. Creed and Finger Eleven. Like come on now. Yeah. Finger Eleven, oh. Paralyzer, 
Just not, they got bangers. Not denying it sounds like a good show, but I, I honestly, it's six nineteen p.m. I haven't eaten dinner. I don't know what I'm eating <laughs> for dinner tonight. You're asking me to go to a concert in July. I don't know. Yeah, whatever, bud. You better. Well, be let's there. talk Week Nine football. Let's that's do what it. The, that's what the people came for. Let's get right into this card. It is Week Nine. It's a. I think it's definitely a. The game you're watching is either going to be an exciting one or a not very exciting one. There's a. It's a feast or famine type card. We got some really good games. We got some bot. Can I uh, say that I hate this week? I know there's some good games, but yeah. my God, I really struggled putting together this betting card here. It is. Last uh, time I said that, I went three and zero against the spread. So right. what's up? Actually, yeah. Thank let's you do, for reminding me. Yeah, I let's do, do an updated here. here. Got to do a recap. Last week, you go three and two on the week. You hit your gold pick once again, bringing your gold picks to six and one. You hit your silver pick to go four and four on your silvers. You got a the Rams plus six and a half yeah, that did not out. work, but your bronze pick is still six and two. AJ Brown hits for you as a prop. You're five and three on your props. DJ Moore did not get in the end zone, so overall you're three and two last week, bringing your overall record to twenty three and sixteen. Very very impressive. What Keep is up. this? What's the spread? Twenty three and sixteen with props. Oh, I don't What's have that. Uh, six twelve. 16 and seven. You're sixteen and seven versus spread. Wow. So keep that up. That is some good work. Try in here. I had the worst beat of all time on my prop last week. The team total Detroit of 27 and a half. Patterson misses a 26 yard field <laughs> goal as in the fourth quarter. That absolutely killed me. That made me under 500 on the week. So I went two and three. I'm 18 and 21 on the year. I got to pick it up and catch up to you. Yeah, man. Not I'm winning enough. this competition. What's the, we haven't figured out a punishment or a prize yet. It's getting to the point where you're going to be going, oh, you wouldn't have done this prize if we talked about it earlier. No. Warren's E, you know. You're right. It's hard for me to think of a punishment because I, I ride with these picks every week, man. <laughs> I ride with these that picks. Is your, My yeah, wallet punish when I go under. Yeah, yeah, I don't fair. need further punishment. Okay, so next, next we have six days to figure out what the bet is because we still yeah, have to figure we'll do one out. Yeah, some sort of bet, but mm -hmm. I don't like a punishment. Oh, well. Tell we'll you, my wallet's we'll punished enough. Let's get right into it with a Kansas City versus Miami Deutschland. Game. Football's coming for you. Game in Germany. Chiefs are one and a half point favorites. Total is 50 and a half in this one. Miami, when they've stepped up in class this year, probably twice, you could say the Bills and the Eagles are the two best teams they've played. They only mustered 20 points versus the Bills, 10 offensive points versus Philly. They did have a pick six, but the offense only scored 10. Do you think this Miami offense can get points on the board against a Kansas City defense that ranks top five in EPA per play? No, I do not. And this is where my goal pick is. So wow. I got a goal pick right off the bat here. I'm taking the Kansas City Chiefs minus one and a half as my goal pick to okay. start this off pretty. We're coming out firing here on weekend wagers. Um, you don't get to bet the Chiefs at only one half point favorites very often. Um, and I think this is a great time to do it. Yes, the Chiefs looked bad last week, but Mahomes had the flu. They had five turnovers as well. He's never going to win a football game with five turnovers. It's just it's impossible. If you put five yeah. turnovers on the board, you're going to lose that game. And I don't see that replicating week in after week, uh, week in week out. This is a very nice bounce box, bounce back spot. And I just think a very friendly line in general. If if you're betting on the Chiefs, the Chiefs offense, have, everyone's ripping the offense, saying they're struggling and whatnot. They're still fifth in paper play, seventh in success rate, and fourth in DVOA. It's the top seven offense basically in every single metric you can come up with. And they just aren't playing to like the unachievable Patrick Mahomes standards, which have gotten so high to the point where we even still kind of push back even when they're playing well. 
I think they're going to be able to move the ball in the Dolphins' defense. They're not very good. 27 success rate on defense, 22nd in defense and DVOA. And Kansas City's defense is very good this year, like you brought up. They're second in points allowed per game, only behind the Ravens. And they can slow down this Miami offense. And you brought up the fact that Miami only hasn't, or hasn't beaten a good team yet this year. They've got they've lost the Bills and Eagles by double digits. Besides that, not very many big wins on this board here. And another stat that I did like that I dug up. Favorites in international games since the NFL started them are 27 and 15 against the spread. Okay. So they're There's kind of printing money a little there. bit here. Um, coming out hot with my gold pick, I like the Chiefs minus one and a half, bright and early in Deutschland. Right on. Okay, riding with the Chiefs. Mahomes, I normally I love betting a quarterback off a, a elite quarterback off a loss. Mahomes was ten and seven against the spread off the loss, so I couldn't find anything there. I do think we underestimated going into this season. No unit in the NFL had a bigger change from last season to this season in terms of scheme than this Miami defense. They were heavy blitz, heavy man coverage last year. Bringing in Vic Fangio, that is the complete one eighty. You're talking. A lot of zone coverage, a lot of rushing four, not a lot of blitzing. And I do think that this defense is starting to click now. And that's why I'm on the under 50 and a half. This is my bronze pick. Okay. I do under Chiefs Dolphins. I that am is what you're about to do here. Under 50 and a half. And it's because I do think that this Vic Fangio defense is starting to click. And when that happens, the way to beat it is to take your three yard carries, your five yard throws, your three yard carries, and build long drives. What are the Chiefs really good at? Those sustainable, long, chew up the clock type drives. I think if the Chiefs, I do think the Chiefs are going to score in this game, but I think they're going to be 10, 15, 20 play drives that just kill the clock. I think you're going to look, it's going to be, it's going to be 10 30, and I think there's going to be five minutes left in the first half in this game. It's going to, it's going to be a really quick one because I also think on the other side, Miami's going to have to run the ball if they're going to have success. They're not. They're not just going to be able to throw the ball the whole game. Mm-hmm. Raheem Mostert is a big part of that offense. I think you got to keep the clock moving and keep Patrick Mahomes on the bench. Give me under 50 and a half. That's a bold one, Warnsey. It is. That's my bronze pick. Yeah. So we got a gold and a bronze pick out of the gate early. Next, we're going to Atlanta. The Minnesota Vikings are going into Atlanta. Falcons are three and a half point favorites. Total is 37 and a half. Ah, real tough luck for the Vikings last week with Kirk Cousins going down. I don't know if you saw it going around social media, but the next like the next day, I think, or it might have been the Tuesday after uh, the Vikings had their like Halloween thing for kids to come into the building and stuff. And there was Kirky was there and still signing, signing autographs, autographs yeah, meeting kids. Uh, I he it could have been so easy for him not to do that. I just thought that was really cool of him to be uh, still be a leader, be a good guy. Mm-hmm. But that injury just depletes this offense it's hard to picture yeah. them moving the ball this week with <laughs> let's talk about the, it's a is it, it josh dobbs it's taylor heineke versus jaron hall in this jaron hall so jaron hall is a i believe fifth round fourth BYU round kid? byu i actually i was bored as fuck last night went down a jaron hall rabbit hole on youtube watching his throws pretty him and puka nakua were very electric at byu they and were. i'm really and i'm pissed that i missed that combination during the draft process. I didn't spend a lot of time in Puka, watch a little bit of Jaron Hall, but like went back last night and watched. I was pretty impressive. Pretty impressed. So the thing with Jaron Hall is he's 25 years old already. That's why I kind of fell in the draft. He's a big body. He can move. Um, doesn't have the biggest arm in the world, but um, I think he uh, I think he can do something. Did you see um, his comments today about uh, like they're asking him like, do you plan on giving him this job back? Or do you plan on giving this job back? Like, what do you make yeah. of your opportunity? He goes, 
Um, no, I don't. My I want to go out there and take this team to the Super Bowl. This is my team now, and I'm ready to show the world what I'm capable of. So, like the confidence from a young Jaron Hall in his first rookie start. Uh, so I think the Vi- like you brought up, I don't know how well the Vikings be able to move the ball with him. I do want to talk about Atlanta side of things, though. I want to recap the last week in Atlanta. Oh, here. Okay, so last Thursday, Des Arthur Smith was asked about Desmond Ritter's critics and should he be benched. And he called it toxic groupthink. He said it's toxic groupthink to think that Devin Ritter is not good and, and the reporters need to watch more film. He brought that up. Arthur Smith told the reporters to go watch more film. Sunday, Desmond Ritter gets benched after being, quote-unquote, evaluated for a concussion. He cleared concussion protocol. He did not play after that. Then Monday, Desmond Ritter, then well, Monday, Arthur Smith asked if Desmond Ritter's cleared concussion protocol. He said he's medically fine. Wednesday, he's benched and he names Taylor Heineke as starter. Um, so I don't even know if Arthur Smith knows what he's doing. It kind of seems like he's kind of getting impatient. He's kind of, this is turning to chaotic for Atlanta. Um, long story short, I'm not betting on this game. I just, don't <laughs> know. I just wanted to explain. I, I think this quarterback group is, or match is really funny. Jaron Hall versus, uh, versus can't get any greasier than that. Um, I do think there is value a little bit though on Minnesota. The spread dropped to three and a half. It was it four was, and a half. Yeah. So there is some money kind of going on Atlanta, like or on Minnesota. Sorry, I don't think Atlanta should be three and a half point favorites over anyone right now. But yeah. it, it, there is a rookie quarterback on the other side. The best player is not playing in Justin Jefferson. So there are some variables to it. But yeah. Um, also, everyone's talking about the Cousins injury on the other side. Atlanta losing Grady Jarrett yes. is huge. We don't know what that defense is going to look like without him. Last year, Taylor Heineke was actually above average versus the Blitz. Right now, um. Flores is blitzing at an ungodly rate, so you always got to look at that. But Heineke apparently could handle the blitz. He did well last year. Minnesota, though, on the other hand, they're 10th versus the rush as a defense. So Atlanta's not going to be able to just hand the ball off and get chunk yardage. They're actually good in that area. Drake London's questionable. If you're betting on this game, check that one. But other than that, (laughs) Check your mental health if you're betting on this game. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no. I think an uglier game next would be... The Arizona Cardinals going into Cleveland. Browns are eight and a half point favorites. Total is 37 and a half in this one. Backing PJ Walker. I'm assuming it's going to be PJ Walker. We do know Deshaun Watson practiced on Wednesday. I don't know what that means at this yeah, point. Yeah, he got asked today. So today's Thursday. If he got asked, are you playing? He just said, not sure. And then wouldn't take any other questions. So. So we don't that's, know. That's, ass- that's the best Deshaun Watson answer. My analysis, get. my handicap at this point is I'm assuming PJ Walker is playing in this game and betting him as a favorite of eight and a half might seem scary, but will he have to do that much? The Cardinals are 27th first to run this year in EPA per rush. Ford and Hunt could just carry the mail and Browns move to an easy win. You also have another. Was Clayton Toon another fifth round rookie? He's a sixth round pick. Sixth I was rounder. a big Clayton Toon guy this draft process. Liked him a lot. Um, out of Houston, I think he I think he's got something. Like I, I do think he's not going to play terrible. However, it's the Cleveland Brown defense. They are second in basically every metric, only behind the Baltimore Ravens right now. This is a very hard unit to go up against in your first career start. <laughs> oh my god! Especially considering like the people around him, like he's going to Trey McBride, Marquise Brown. Like it's not like he's dropped into the Eagles' offense or the Cowboys' offense or anything here, right? Like. You know, got the best playmakers around you. So I think it could be tough sledding for Mr. Clayton Toon, a guy, like I said, I really liked the, the during the draft process last year. But uh yeah, I, I don't I don't know where I would lean in this one. I'm completely up yeah. in the air. Like I think eight and a half is a big number, especially for a Cleveland Browns team. And the Cardinals have been okay as underdogs. Um early in the season, they've kind of slipped as late, but I think this is probably gonna be a very popular survivor pick this week. 
Yeah, I'm going to take it for Survivor, and I'm going to sweat. I wanted to take Cleveland for the 8.5, but 93% of bets right now are going on Cleveland's side. It's, uh, it's a heavy bet You're not bet following side. the public? It's a, it's a square pick if you're on the Browns. Do you know the public is actually 56% against the spread this year? I saw wow. that stat today. The public is oh. doing – because the public and, and, and Sharps don't really matter anymore because there's so many betters. True. You know what I mean? Like it, it's almost that those kind of stats kind of don't matter as much anymore. But that's crazy. Ninety three percent. Yeah, of money. Like it's one side. Come on, actually. have some more confidence, in Clayton Toon. Yeah, exactly. Game of the one p.m. hour. We got your Seattle Seahawks versus the Baltimore Ravens, who are five and a half point favorites in this one. Total is forty four and a half. Are you going back to the well with your Seattle Seahawks? I'm not. I'm taking a break this week. <laughs> um. I don't know where I'd go with this one either. Like I said, I've had a really tough week, tough time kind of gouging some picks here. Um, I really think this game means a lot more for Seattle, though. Like if you're mm-hmm. if you're Seattle, you really want to kind of try to come away with a win here. Of course, every every week you do, but if you're Baltimore here, you lose. I think you're going to be all right. You you you're still looking good, and it's uh, it, you're 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 easily one of the deepest teams in the NFL. Seattle side of things, right? Like you could win here. You can go six and two. You can get like another game up on the San Francisco 49ers. So. I think there's like if you're the Seattle side, you real like this is the game that really matters. You want to prove that you're a part of the upper echelon of teams and whatnot. Yeah. Um, but uh, I got my silver pick over here, and I'm fading your Seahawks. You're taking the Ravens. I'm going Baltimore Ravens minus five and a half as my silver pick. I really like them in this spot. I have the Baltimore Ravens power rated number one team in the NFL right now. This is a team going into the year I actually said would miss the playoffs. So I was dead <laughs> wrong. They are legit. They, in all three aspects of the game, they are complete. They are healthy again. And when this team is healthy, they are an absolute juggernaut. Somehow, Lamar Jackson is 17-1 and versus the NFC in his career. He just dominates the NFC. I don't know if there is a thought process behind that. He wasn't happy with that question. He got asked about it. And he started laughing. He's like, it's the NFL. It doesn't matter about conferences. Yeah, he kind of, he was like laughing his head off at the question. I thought it was a fine question to ask. So you mentioned the only defense better than the Cleveland Browns right now is this Baltimore Ravens defense. You know my theory on Geno Smith. When he plays a bad defense, he looks good. When he plays an elite defense, it was just Halloween. He turns into a pumpkin. On the other side, or on the same side of that, Geno Smith has really struggled versus man coverage this year. Out of 38 qualifying quarterbacks, he finished he's ranking 32nd of 38 versus man defense. Baltimore plays defense at the second highest rate. You got Marlon Humphrey playing physical against DK Metcalf. I think he takes him out of the game and Gino turns into that pumpkin I'm speaking about. Lamar Jackson on the other side runs around all day. I also have my touchdown in this game. I'm going back to Mark Andrews plus 160. I think he gets in the end zone versus Seattle defense that's having trouble with tight ends. Give me Ravens minus five and a half. All right. I like it. You, that's a really fun game, too. So it's it a is. nice one. I'm going to be on. watching it, but I, I, I'm I, falling in love with this uh, this Ravens team, man. They, they're they legit. That think defense, man. It. Mike McDonald, head coach think, next year. Think about what they did two weeks ago to Detroit when they came into town as three and a half. The Ravens were three and a half point favorites, and we overthought that. Like, they're a, they're a better team. They, mm. It's a similar spot. If you're looking at the wet, the, East, the West Coast team coming to the East Coast actually doesn't apply in this game. Somehow Pete Carroll is 16-9 and nine against the spread in an East Eastern kick. So he gets the boys ready, but so does John Harbaugh. This is going to be a doozy. If you're like me, you are tired of trying to find jeans that fit right no matter your build and still look good. Introducing the newest sponsor of the Double Dunk Podcast, Sweat Taylor, a premium menswear brand that is defining a new kind of casual. 
I started wearing Sweat Taylor, and I am blown away by how comfortable and affordable the clothes are. And, of course, they look great. My favorite is the all-in pants. It's a five-pocket pant that feels like sweats but look way better. Thoughtfully tailored and unbelievably stretchy. From jackets and pants to joggers and hoodies, Sweat Taylor's designs are made to seamlessly fit into your life, moving from runway to office, office to drinks, and drinks to wherever the night takes you. Specializing in casual wear for men, pieces are designed with comfort and versatility in mind for your everyday. Use promo code B-D-E-E-G-S-T. That is B-D-E-G-S-T for 25% off. That, again, is B-D-E-E-G-S-T for 25% off your order at SweatTaylor.com. Los Angeles Rams going into Lambeau, another West Coast team taking on an Eastern time zone. Green Bay is three-point favorites, totals 38.5. Now that I'm thinking about it, Green Bay might be a central time zone. I don't know off the top yeah, of my head. Probably should know that. Don't. <laughs> Realistic chance Stafford sits this game with a bye next week. He didn't, he didn't practice back-to-back games. Um, We're going to get yeah. Brett Rippon. Yeah, Brett Rippon versus Jordan Love at Lambeau. Um no, I'm not betting on the Los Angeles Rams again. They've they've burnt me twice this year or back to back weeks. The Packers have burned me. I'm Owen I'm Owen five betting on these teams, basically. I think actually no, the Rams did it for me once. I think I'm one early. Yeah. One and three, one and two on the Rams, oh and three on the Packers. Um I want to stay so far away from this game that yeah. I'm literally not even in the same planet as it. I mean, if get it me is, away from this one. If it is ripping, he might have some success. The Packers have fallen to thirtieth in EPA per play against like their defense is really struggling. What Oof. is going on with Joe Bar- Joe Barry? Like, <laughs> why is he still have a job? Is basically it's what you're crazy. Asking? Like, remember at our, I want to look at our um, preseason division previews and just talk about this Packers defense. It should be good. It's never good. Like, why? <laughs> I, I feel like again this year we bought into the Packers defense on paper. It should be a good, better unit. It's not good, and the offense on the other side. Is struggling. They don't have a touchdown in the first half in five straight games. It's bizarre. Their first half offense is so it's painfully and that's bad. coming out of their bye. Literally yeah. since their bye, they haven't started a game well. Like that's that's a bad look. But I'm like you, staying far far away from this one. Let's go to a game that's got some juice. I think the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going into Houston, taking on the Texans, who are three point home favorites. Total is forty. C.J. Stroud coming off a loss is a home favorite of a field goal. Mm-hmm. Bucks are giving, giving Stroud some success. He's coming off his lowest yardage output of his season. Only had 140 yards last week, but he's got a nice bounce box spot versus Tampa defense, who's only 22nd in success rate. Texans defense, their biggest area of concern would be stopping the run. Well, good thing they're playing Tampa. They can't run the ball for shit, so... <laughs> Teams have identical records, but I just feel better about Houston. This didn't make my card, but I feel like if I had a fourth pick, I would have Yeah, I'm, I'm literally the same way. I had four picks written up. I had to toss one out the door, and the Houston minus three was. Um, when I looked at it, I just was more looking at the side of Tampa's, how bad Tampa's offense has been. Um, over the last three weeks, they have failed to score 18 points, at least 18 points in three straight. They've hit a wall. Baker's hit a wall. I mean, Houston's defense played really well last week. I know mm. they lost to Carolina, but they sacked Bryce Young six times. Held Carolina at only 224 yards of offense, which is pretty darn good. I know the Panthers' offense isn't electric or anything, but it's still a really good performance. Um, I like Houston a lot in this game. Minus three, like I said, like you brought up, fourth pick would have been the, would have been on the card, but uh, it didn't make it. So I'm going to uh, passing on this one. But yeah. yeah, I guess this game has some juice a little bit. I didn't really think I just of it. Like <laughs> watching the Texans, yeah, I like exciting same. team to watch. I yeah, like, like CJ I said, Stroud. I'm going to have eyeballs on the Texans all year. 
Um, and I think Stroud has a this is a nice bounce back spot for the Texans for sure. Yeah, let's go to an ugly, ugly game. The Tampa versus Houston is the Mona Lisa compared to Washington going into <laughs> New England, taking on the Patriots. Patriots are three point favorites. Total is forty and a half in this one. Washington, the one thing they could hang their hat on prior to this was rushing the passer. They just traded their two edge rushers. We don't know what that's going to look like. That should mean light or a green light special for Mac Jones, but he might struggle without his wide receiver one, Kendrick Bourne. I don't know how both these teams are going to look. I'm passing on this one. I probably gonna hate myself after Sunday, but I got to pick on this no one. No way, <laughs> I do. Um, I'm taking the Washington Commanders plus three and a half, Hornsy. Okay. Um, I can't bet on this pa- Patriots offense to cover three and a half points against anyone. And they shouldn't be favored against anyone in the NFL. Yeah. I don't give I don't give a fuck who it is. Three and a half points to the New England Patriots. They're 30th in EPA per play on offense, 26 in DVOA. They sit at two and six. They have the worst record in the AFC. They're in Kayla Williams' chase right now. Sam Howell actually looked damn good last week. He's fighting to keep that job long term. You brought up the, the two guys traded. I think that could potentially motivate them a little bit. I'm thinking a little outside the box here. Um the Pats' defense is also isn't very good. They're 26 in points per game allowed. I know they play some teams uh, hard, but the Patriots' defense has been able to give up a lot of points. Three and a half is too much. I can see the Patriots winning by a field goal. This game probably f- is a field goal on the other side. Plus three and a half covers you there. So my bronze pick is watching the Commanders plus three and a half, and I absolutely hate my life for doing it. <laughs> yeah, okay. As long as you're... You're, are you going to be dialed in watching that? Oh, I don't know, game? man. I should have taken the Texans over this one. What was I thinking? Yeah. I, I honestly did it for content. I thought it was, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, you know what? It's more fun to take the Commanders plus three and a half. Look, like, who is, if you're taking the Patriots minus three and yeah. a half, you are off your rocker. It's true. I The way you worded that was really well. Why are the Patriots favored by over a field goal over anybody? Exactly. Anyone. Anybody. Last game on the 1 p.m. card would be the Chicago Bears going into NOLA, taking on the Saints, who are eight and a half point favorites. Total is 41. Any word on Fields? He's not playing. It's Bajent. Yeah. Another another Bajent show, and this is by far his toughest matchup that he's seen. God, more Bajent action, eh? Yeah. More Bajent action. Somehow the Bears ranked third against the run on EPA per play. The Bears that have was, a good run defense this that year. That was the biggest shock I've ever. I, I almost yeah. squall, like <laughs> choked on my. I, I think I told. I think I told you like off the air last week. I'm like I sent you some Bears stat. I'm like they're somehow playing the run well. And um, that's it was that Josh I, Jacobs game. I remember after that, it was when they Josh Jacobs couldn't do anything. Yeah, if you remember, I had Josh Jacobs over on that prop. That <laughs> yeah. was a good one. Finished like 30 yards. I don't know how this Bears defense is doing it against the run. I guess it's Andrew Billings because he just got a new contract. Yeah, that came out, out of, of nowhere. nowhere. Anyways, will Sweat, ha- ha- will Sweat help this bottom three pass rush get going right away? I don't know. We'll see if it clicks. The Saints defense is still ranked six. Like I mentioned, by far, Bajan's toughest test. Previously, he's played the Raiders and Chargers, two wildly different defenses. These The Saints play a lot more man coverage. Lattimore could eliminate DJ Moore. If that happens, how does Bajan react? Do the Bears just stick to a straight run game? Maybe, I don't know. The Bears also have some banged up guys that need to be monitored. Nate Davis, Tremaine Edmonds, and Jaquan Brisker are all questionable. Those are three big pieces to the Bears, but I don't feel comfortable laying eight and a half with Derek Carr. Do you have a pick on this I one? I have a touchdown bet on this one. Now, it's, it's a toss-up. I, I couldn't find 
like a lower one that I really liked. Like I could have gave you AJ Brown and been like everyone thinks AJ Brown's yeah. good. We all know that. Um, I'm going with Roshan Johnson plus 380. Okay. He led the team in running back snaps last week, led the team in carries last week, led the team in every single running back statistic last week. They really this is the time now. We I've been holding on to Roshan Johnson fantasy, been holding on to that stock, and the stock is starting to go up a little bit. They threw him right into the fire after that two week absence from a concussion. Um, plus three eighty is really good juice for a starting running back. You're not going to yeah. be able to find that anywhere else. The Saints' defense is oh, like it's a, a a little above average against running backs. Like I can't really give you Saints bad run defense stats to back this up because it's just not there. They're just above, like I said, just above average and everything. But I, this is more of like you're getting a starting running back for plus three eighty juice, and I will take that all day. Yeah, no, I like that angle quite a bit. I I do think there'll be points in this game. I don't. I think the Saints will get theirs too. I look at the Bears as an over team. I mean, if you watched that game last weekend, it was like it was like uh, Matt Eberflus didn't know that Austin Eckler could catch the ball. It just every time Eckler caught the ball, it was 15 yards. It was a disgrace. Who's who's in that role for mm-hmm. the Saints? Alvin Kamara. He can do it just as just as well as anybody. I could see him having a big day out of the backfield the as Saints a receiver. Had a 511 yards of offense last week. And finish first in e-paper play out of all teams in week eight. I don't know what the hell happened there against the Colts. Yeah, but I, I don't like that big spread, yeah. so I'm I'm staying away. Before you move there. on to the four o'clock games, I just need to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Manscaped, the brand that took your balls to space and now launched them into the Ultra Sphere, introducing a lawnmower 5.0 Ultra, featuring a new cutting edge design and new generations dual skin safe blade heads for different shaves. It's pretty much a spaceship to take your boys downstairs to the next level. Join the 9 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with the brand new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping. Use called Doink. Double Doink. Sorry, the new code is Double Doink. So D-O-U-B-L-E-D-O-I-N-K um, for high-tech, low prices at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off and free shipping. Use called Double Doink at manscaped.com. Dot com again 20% off free shipping is go double doink at manscaped.com your balls have been through enough it's time to go ultra with manscaped on to the 4 p.m card which we got one good game we got two ugly ugly football games I have a feeling 99% of viewership will be on that NFC East battle but we're gonna <laughs> we're I didn't gonna think start. It three games and <laughs> there's one like absolutely <laughs> lights out one and then you have the Colts Panthers Giants and the Raiders playing yeah. each other Oh, we're going to sandwich them. So let's start with the first piece of bad bread. We got the Indianapolis Colts taking on the Carolina Panthers. <coughs> Colts are two and a half point favorites. Total is 43 and a half. Bryce Young got his first win in the pros. Do you think he was partying all week? Do you think Bryce Young nah, comes in my, my boy was dialed. Played really well last week. He did. Uh, he it was did, his uh, best game of the season. That throw he made on the left sideline, I think we talked about it on the re- week recap, was brilliant. He stepped up in the pocket a lot. He looked like the guy from Alabama that I thought was the best quarterback in this draft. So I'm happy that it's finally come to fruition here. Um, I actually really like the Panthers plus two and a half. Didn't make my card, but would lean that yeah. way. The Colts, I want to see if he can do it twice in a row. The Colts have given up 37 points or more in three straight games. Yeah, the secondary is bad. Yeah, like they're getting picked apart here. This is... Like a nice, hey, Panthers won a game. You got some momentum going. You're at home. You're an underdog at home. Should Garter Minshew and the Colts be a road favorite anywhere right now? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I, know about that. I found a prop I like a little bit more, but I was really close to going Minshew under 233 passing yards. Like I mentioned in the Houston breakdown, uh, Carolina held C.J. Stroud to 140 passing yeah. yards. The Panthers' defense was flying around that game. They yeah. played really, really well. So I could see Minshew going under his number. Um, 
but I, I found a prop I like a little bit more. The one thing that did scare me off the Panthers, because I was similar to you, was Panthers are dead last versus the run right now. Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss are humming. Fair. That's also part of the reason I like the Minshew under, is it could be a lot of handoffs, and they should be handing the ball off, but found found stuff I loved more, so I passed on this one. All right, yeah, get this game out of here. Let's go to your birds. Battle of the NFC East, biggest game of the week, probably in terms of divi- in terms of a division matchup, in terms of first place on the line. We a got lot. the Dallas yeah. Cowboys going into Philadelphia. Eagles are three-point favorites. Total is 46.5 in this one. I was surprised to learn this is only the second time Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott yeah, have Yeah, so the, the, finally the Cowboys-Eagles rivalry has some juice. Because last year, I don't know if you remember, so I think it was week six, Cooper Rush played for Dak. Then week 16, it was Gardner Minshew against Dak. So you haven't had that like Dak-Hurts rivalry yet. Last year's Cowboys-Eagles week we just didn't have the juice. This one's got juice. I see some fans chirping on Twitter already. They're going at each other. Um, we got a made-up report. There's a guy named Dan Cilio who's like the most just make shit up online. He works for a company called Jacob Media in Philly. He had a report that the Cowboys are laughing at the Eagles secondary in the tape room, which, hey, give it to the Darius Slay and the guys. Maybe they'll believe it. I'm down for that because they need the secondary needs a bounce back spot here. Yeah, I'm a co- I was I was shocked today when I was reminded. Do you know who the Philadelphia Eagles passing game coordinator on defense is? Eagles passing game defensive uh, Matt Patricia. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that's why the secondary is struggling. Oh, don't be Matt Patricia. <laughs> he probably Get him out of the, there. He probably literally cleans Nick Sirianni's <laughs> office. Like, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I found the oh real issue. Oh my god! Come but on. But the with that. Eagles secondary has been an issue. It has, and I guess if you're backing Dallas, it was an issue last week. But everyone just completely forgets they held the Miami Dolphins to ten points on offense two weeks ago. That's it's such like a what have you done for me lately league. The Eagles got carved last week. It sucked. The Eagles just played bad. Darius Slade played bad. James Bradbury played bad. Reed Blankenship played bad. They all just had a bad game. The week before that, with basically no one in the secondary, they held, again, Miami's offense to 10 points. So I will start getting concerned about the Eagles secondary if they get lit up here and then they get lit up against the Chiefs in two weeks. But I think it's everyone needs to slow the roll a little bit. Yeah. I said I had I like to prop more, and it's actually in this game, and it's DeAndre Swift over 56 and a half rush yards. Last week he had one carry in the first half. I'm betting Nick Sirianni mentions to Ben Johnson, hey, that can't happen again. Jalen Hurts is a little bit banged up. We don't know what it is. Do you know what it is? It's if you don't know what it is, nobody no knows. No one knows what it is. He's got a knee, he's got a bone bruise in his knee. He won't talk about it. You see, he got asked about it yesterday and he yeah. got up to his press conference and left. So we don't know what it is, but he didn't run the ball last week. He had six rushing yards. I think it's going to be a heavy dose of Swift on the ground. Give me him over 56 and a half. And I think Dallas is going to play lighter boxes. You, if you're, They do. They already do. Yeah, they do. And if you're Dan Quinn and you're watching the tape, oh, who's that guy number 11? Yeah, let's put two guys on him. Who's that guy number six? Yeah, let's make sure we watch him. I think there's going to be some lighter boxes. Give me DeAndre Swift over 56 and a half rushing yards. Did you see, uh, like that bet a lot, I think they have to lean on Swift. I also don't know how much Kenneth Gainwell we're going to see in this game. Did you see this Kenneth Gainwell stuff oh, that happened after last that week? fumble last week? No, but Get him did out you see here. what happened? So, or was Twitter so, mean yes, to him? No, so what happened was someone DM'd Kenneth Gainwell at 2.06 p.m. 
Okay. Oh, I heard about and this. said, "Hold on to the football, you fucking bum." Which is <laughs> which is mean. Okay, like what are yeah. you texting? What are you messaging players for during the game? Like you're just Seriously. an asshole. Then he messaged back twenty minutes later at halftime. Kenneth King replies to the little boy, "Don't text me." And the Eagles got a wing uh, hold of it, and Nick Sirianni said that they talked to Kenneth Gainwell about this. Yeah, you can't and, be doing that. Yeah, you can't be on your phone during halftime. Uh, Kenneth Gainwell seems like a nice guy and all, and uh, on social media and whatnot, but he's not playing well at all. That fumble was killer. Um, they need to lean. I think the thing with DeAndre Swift is he's not like he can't handle eighty five percent workloads. That was one of the part of the reasons why. Like mm-hmm. I didn't think he was going to be a number one back here. But he has to be at this point. This they is need the game to use They have to. They have this to let it all in the line game. here. The twenty Boston's, care games. This one. Boston Scott's also dealing with personal issues. He hasn't been at practice all week, so uh, DeAndre Swift's going to get a, a heavy workload. And we saw success. We saw the Arizona Cardinals beat the Dallas Cowboys through the run game, running at these pass rushers. There's the Cowboys like to get upfield fast, so you can. There's a lot of run holes if you can kind of break through them early. Um, a couple more things on this game before we go, or before you move on to the next game. Um, Dallas Cowboys defense um, is third in EP per play, but only 12th in success rate. So I thought mm-hmm. what I figured out, I'm like, why is that? The turnovers. The Cowboys feast on turnovers. If they get turnovers, they're going to win football games. The Eagles have to stop turning the ball over in this game and just kind of play against Dallas defense, holding the ball without coughing it up. Um, Dak Prescott's also been playing really well lately. I don't know if you've noticed this, Warnsy, but um, his air yards are starting to pick up from weeks one to five. He was 26 in the NFL. From week six to eight, he is sixth in the NFL, and he's first in EP per play over the last three weeks. He's picking apart defense. He's playing real well. The Eagles have to stop him. Um, and my prop in this game, I have my, my prop that other week is in this game, and we're just going back to the well, Warrensy. A.J. Brown over 82 and a half yeah. receiving yards. No point in stopping. He's hit it in six straight. Um, and an interesting stat that I found, the Dallas Cowboys play man coverage at the oh, second highest rate in the NFL at 47.1%. A.J. Brown against man coverage has 432 yards, which is leads the league in the NFL 158 more than the next guy. I saw his yards per route run versus man coverage is four and a half it's right insane. now. That's, That's insane. He's on an insane pace there. Now, if I'm Dallas, I'm double teaming A.J. Brown. Every All single game. snap. But that leaves Devonta Smith open, which is why I was like, you know what? Maybe I do Devonta Smith over yards because I think the Eagles are going to have some success through the passing game in this one um, as well. But. I'm going. So we're just, on the running go, back and their yeah, right just go back to AJ Brown, man. He's done it six straight. If you lose one, hey, you could have a good fight. But I'm going back to the well with that. Yeah, one. I was close to doing the over in this game too. Like I, yeah, I think there's gonna be a lot of points. Um, I actually think the Eagles are gonna lose this one though. Unfortunately, wow. I have Bold the Eagles losing 30-24. This is a really hard matchup right now. Dallas is playing really well. Um, I think the Eagles come back and beat them. I think it's week 14 or week 13. Like I think they split the season series. I think this is one that Dallas gets. Dallas needs it more. Um, if they if the Eagles win, they're eight and one, two games up on Dallas heading in their bye. They're sitting pretty. Um, I just think Dallas is playing really yeah. good right now. And the Eagles are due for a loss. Seven two go on the bye. I'm fine with it. If they lose, gonna be okay. But um right I think on. Dallas gets this one. The next game on the board would be the New York Giants going into Las Vegas, taking on the Raiders, who are one and a half point favorites. Total is thirty seven and a half in this one. And I have notes on every game, and uh, for this one, all I got is uh, Daniel Jones is back. <laughs> uh, that's I, all I got I, in this game. Aiden O'Connell versus Daniel Jones. The Raiders fired their offensive coordinator, fired their head coach, fired their GM, went to a rookie quarterback, and they are still <laughs> one-and-a-half-point favorites in this football game. 
That's crazy. That's, it's insane. I got absolutely nothing. Miss me with this one. Let's get. Let's move yeah, on. Yeah, I'm skipping this one. Sorry if anybody has real uh, big intentions. <laughs> I don't think our I, listeners give a shit at all. But there's this one no I no angle on this one, and I want to get to my gold pick because it's on the Sunday. Oh night my and, god, you have a gold pick on Bills Bengals. I sure do. The Bengals are one and a half point favorites at home, welcoming in Buffalo. Total is forty nine and a half in this one, and I am on the Cincinnati Bengals minus one and a half in this one. Joe Burrow silenced anyone who's still questioning of his his health. He started last week 19 for 19. He finished 28 for 32, set the Bengals' record for complete completion percentage with over 30 attempts. That was versus San Francisco defense that had up to that point had been humming. He's welcoming the Bills into town. Their defense has fallen to 24th in success rate. Mm-hmm. This defense is banged up. We know the injuries, and they have injuries at all three levels of this defense. That's also while playing the last three weeks, Baker, Mac Jones, and Tyrod Taylor. This defense is struggling versus bad quarterbacks. Now you're getting Joe Burrow, who is humming. Adding Josh Allen is dealing with a shoulder injury, not throwing balls at practice. He's saving he the arm. A, he was a full participant in practice today. Yeah, I guarantee he didn't throw the ball. <laughs> There's no way. They're saving his shoulder for the weekend, and it's going to take one hit. One hit, knocks that shoulder, feels it a little sore. I don't think he looks right right now, and we saw him play injured most of last year. The Bills' offense and their team motto is basically, Josh Allen, go be Superman. That's how we win games. I think while he's banged up, it's going to be harder for him to be Superman. They're a one-dimensional offense right now. They can only throw the ball. Sweet Lou is going to dial something up to counteract that. He's one of the best defensive coordinators in the league. Giving him a one-dimensional offense, I like that matchup on both sides of the ball for the Bengals. I don't mind taking one and a half points. I've been so pissed at myself all week for not taking the Bengals as my bronze pick over the Rams because I I think I said I had five picks last week and I swapped out the Bengals for the Rams last minute. Um, I just the one thing that worries me about this one is the Bengals were five and a half point dogs against the 49ers last week. Now you're one and a half point favorites over the Bills. Mm-hmm. I know it's the world. Like this seems like a very big overcorrection, but this, I think this it's warranted. Screams- I think it's warranted because I think yeah. these two teams are going in opposite directions. This Bills defense is a worry. Yeah, but let's also remember the Bengals played like shit before the bye. They beat the Seahawks, yeah, but that was an awful game. But Burrow wasn't healthy. Yeah, Burrow's I- healthy. Warrens, yeah, I like the Bills in this one. I think. Wow, but I- it's your goal. I'll- Listen to words. It's a goal pick. I I like the Bills in this one. But. I do think last week was the turning point for the Bengals, and they are back. They are the team we thought they were. And do you know who hasn't really gotten hot yet? I like me some T. Higgins in this ball game. Okay. This is his this is his breakout game. Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow have been getting going the last couple weeks. It's time for a big T. Higgins game. Sprinkle on the two TDs for T. In okay. This one. I like that. Um, Demar Hamlin revenge game. <laughs> revenge against is, I what? Saw, I, saw a tweet. <laughs> Come on. I saw a tweet. It's like Demar Hamlin has the opportunity to do the funniest thing ever in this game. No, it Deep. would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Just plays dead in the middle of the field. <laughs> that would not be funny. I don't know. Whatever. That I thought, I thought the tweet was funny, but uh, oh, they're yeah, going to talk about that the whole. Yeah, yeah, I think was it is it Tyler Boyd and Demar Hamlin became really good friends over this. Did they? Jamar, one of the Bengals' wide receivers it could be Higgins or Boyd. Became really good friends with Hamlin. They, they, I wrote, I read a story, um, like half a story on it on Monday. I can't remember who it was, but uh, yeah, that yeah. that was, the situation was fucked up. Like it was nuts. So this is the uh, this is the first game since then. 
And if you remember that game, the Bengals were looking pretty good. They were. They, they were moving the that ball, ball yeah. that defense that had Matt Milano. Yeah. Monday night ball game, we got Los Angeles Chargers going into the Meadowlands, taking on the Jets. Chargers are three and a half point favorites. Total is 40 and a half in this one. I got nothing on this ball game. No feel. The Jets for me are a very difficult team to handicap. I don't know what I'm getting out of Zach Wilson. Flip on the other side, I also don't know what I'm getting out of the Chargers. I didn't like them as a big, big favorite last week. They handled business rather com- comfortably. I'm doing it again, Wartsy. You're I'm, falling I'm into the falling trap. This is a trap, man. Uh, Los Angeles, welcome back to my life. LA Chargers fans, LA Chargers players. I'm back. Brendo's back with you. It was a two-week break, but <laughs> you know what? Sometimes we need to take a break in relationships, so... I'm back. Um, I hope to be welcome with open arms here, but I'm riding the Los Angeles Chargers minus three and a half on Monday Night Football as my silver pick. I want to recap what happened to the Jets last week because I think a lot of people look at that win and don't realize how much of a disaster it was. They were down three with 28 seconds left. The Giants from the um, and the Giants at fourth and one from the Jets 17 yard yard line. Sorry, teams lose in that scenario like what 99 times out of 100. The Giants miss a 35-yard field goal. The Jets drive 58 yards inside the game with like 40 seconds left, then win it in overtime. That's absurd. Like they, the Jets should have lost last week. The Jets' offense was terrible. They were the second worst offense in of the week, only behind the New York Giants. The Los Angeles Chargers took care of business last week. They played really well. I think they can build a little momentum off that. They're eight, still eighth in offensive DVOA. Justin Herbert is six of. EPA per play on offense, excuse me. Justin Herbert is a way better quarterback than Zach Wilson, and I only have to cover three and a half points with that quarterback, I guess, teeter-totter. Give me the Chargers minus three and a half as my silver pick. And I'm back, LA. Don't fucking piss me off, man. Please win this one. Please cover because... I can't take our this relationship anymore. We just need to be comfortable. We just need to love each other. Let's get back on good terms. Exactly. That is our week nine card. Let's give a quick recap. My gold pick, Cincinnati minus one and a half. My silver pick, Baltimore minus five and a half. My bronze pick, I'm going under in the Germany game. Casey in Miami, under 50 and a half. Prop, DeAndre Swift, over 56 and a half rushing yards. And my touchdown is Mark Andrews, plus 160. My gold pick is the Kansas City Chiefs minus one and a half over the Miami Dolphins in Deutschland. My silver pick is the Los Angeles Chargers minus three and a half over the New York Jets on Monday night. And my broad pick is Washington Commanders plus three and a half over the New England Patriots. Uh, my prop is A.J. Brown over a two and a half receiving yards. And my touchdown is a swing at Roshan Johnson plus 380 versus New Orleans Saints. The halfway mark is after this, Warren. Halfway mark. Halfway when we return through the NFL season. When we return to the mics next, we will be on the other It'll side. Double digit weeks, man. It's crazy. B- just blinked and it's gone. It is. And that. thanks for listening, everybody. Good luck this weekend. Check out our sponsors, Manscaped, Sweat Taylor, and BetterHelp. Appreciate the listen. Good luck as always.